Hello and welcome to episode 187 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. And we're back with another week of Nintendo Switch news, rumours and other shenanigans. How are you all well, doing? barely. I mean, there's, there's not much news again, True. Anton. It was, it's like our episode last week when there was practically nothing to talk about, but somehow we talked for about an hour. <laughs> well, we, we have to make it faster than that because we're already late, probably because... I was dealing with small people and then had to have some food and so on. So it was kind of my fault. But having said that, it does... I quite like the challenge, Al, sometimes of having a bit of a kind of deadline to get things done. It's good fun. It's like, it's like I imagine, but a bit like when you're at radio days, when you used to try and talk up to like the very last second before a song started. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit like that, only we've got a slightly longer window until Anton's curfew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to get through this and it's going to be fine. But before we do get started, did you read the latest review to everyone last week or no? Because we had a review, didn't we? Uh, I don't think... We don't think so. No one. Well, let's let's just do it again. uh, Wobbly socks, which is a wobbly socks. Wobbly socks. Okay, let me read the review then. And we might have done this before, but if not, I wasn't there, so I feel validated in my decision to read it. Uh, This is from Wobbly Socks. It's our ninety ninth review. Just one more to go. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, It says warm, friendly, and knowledgeable chat from three top blokes. Not the NSUKP podcast, but no, I'm joking, it doesn't say that. Uh, best thing to come out of Aberdeen since self-sealing envelopes and Bonacord Cola. I didn't know about the self-sealing envelopes. I knew about Bonacord Cola because that's a very local thing. Um, and Anton, you were a little bit hurt that um, Edinburgh didn't get yep. a message. Uh, the mentioned. Edinburgh erasure, but you know what? It's all cool because Wobbly Socks is up there with the upper echelon of usernames I've read this week. So um, I will accept yeah. the Aberdeen podcast for the moment. <laughs> You're honorary. You're an honorary uh, Aberdonian. So exactly. We'll, we'll go with that. I just we'll love that. that review because it's got such special knowledge of Aberdeen. And I, I, have, I, I did know about the self-sealing envelopes. <laughs> I have heard that. It triggered a memory in my brain. It's like, yeah, I, I, I have heard that. But it's very, very cool. I think we've not talked about this before, but I'm just going to go out on a limb because I've got several mugs sitting in my cupboard. I'm going to say, whoever leaves the 100th review, if they're in the UK, I'm going to send them some mugs. I'm going to send them one of every mug because we have three, three Ooh. mugs. So whoever gets so, in there and does the 100th review gets one of each of the three special mugs we've done. Here, here's the cool thing about that, Al. If you leave a review, it usually takes about 24 hours to appear. So if everybody listening to this on Tuesday uh, goes and leaves a review, then by the next day we'll know who was the first. So it's well worth leaving a review. We're not going to know immediately, which is kind of cool. You're not going to know when you leave a review. Uh, so leave a review. See what happens. It might be you. Please try and leave us a nice one. I mean, you don't have to leave us a nice one, of course. So if you if you if you listen every week and you hate us, then and you just do it because you you know you you want to punish yourself, then that's also okay. But um, they do help us uh, sort of fire up the charts. But there's the challenge. Get in the hundredth review. So if we end up with a hundred and eight, for example, whoever is the hundredth will get the mug. So you best be quick. It's uh, NSUKP on. If you do it on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, because that's where we tend to see it. And that's where we're on 99. I think there are other places we can get reviews, but that's the one we're talking about today. Okay. Uh, NSUKP.co.uk forward slash support dash us. All the details about the Patreon tiers that you can join. Uh, We have a really fun 
Patreon Discord as well. And uh, it's I've, I've been very um, on and off recently, just partly because I have no internet right now, partly because I've been dealing with a lot of other stuff this year. However, I did notice that we have some people on there that haven't been around for a while, and it's good to see them back, and lots of other people on there just chatting away about stuff. And Anton, before we start, I did notice a retro haul from you this Indeed, week. Indeed, I, I had a, quite a fun treat of going to the 2022 uh, Glasgow Gaming Market, picked up a good haul of retro video games, found a Japanese Wii U game which is great for the complete set as I tend not to surprisingly find Japanese Wii U games here and a whole bunch of great Intellivision and Atari stuff so uh, living it up. Fantastic. All right. Well, you know what? We should probably get started because this curfew time is getting closer and closer. It is time for this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. Hamster Inc. have announced Arcade Archives Tetris the Grandmaster for the Nintendo Switch. It's the most challenging version of Tetris ever. And it's coming out on the 1st of December. Uh, so, uh, Anton, you're a kind of Tetris whiz when it comes to knowing about all things Tetris. Um, speaking of Aberdeen, they, they uh, have filmed some of <laughs> From some of the Tetris movie in Aberdeen because they were trying to find the most Soviet-looking um, city in the UK <laughs> and no. Aberdeen was it. Uh, Seriously? So, yeah. Do you not know this? No, I did not know this. <laughs> really? Okay, so so yeah, so the Tetris movie, which has been filmed, I don't know if it's out yet, I don't think it's out yet, um, they, they chose Aberdeen because it's the most uh, 80s Soviet-looking uh, place they could find in the UK. Wow. Which, I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not. I don't <laughs> double thing. Um, anyway, Anton, tell us about yeah, this one. So, the Tetris Grandmaster franchise is a long-running franchise. It has been mainly on arcades, but had a singular port to the Xbox 360. One thing about this port coming over to Nintendo Switch is this has been a Japanese-only franchise, and it has been, uh, I believe, Akira, the original publisher slash creator of Tetris Grandmaster, that has announced it. And they haven't alluded to whether or not this will be getting an international release. The arcade archives are fairly ubiquitous for being international releases, so the jury is still out there, but... Hopes to be a promising game once it arrives. The title is no lie. If you can get through any of the Tetris Grandmaster games, you are probably a Grandmaster of Tetris. They're absolutely brutal. Um, just 4D thinking in video games. And at least this one is the easiest of breaking your legs. Um, it should be a little bit playable. Okay. Um, Al, your kind of thing? Not in the slightest. I do love a bit of Tetris. I've always loved a bit of Tetris. But I, have to, I got confused when I saw this news story because they have officially announced it this week. But they also announced it last November by announcing it was being delayed. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember uh-huh. this. But they announced they are going to do a port and it was going to come over, but it had been delayed and they weren't going to do anything about it. And then literally this week they've announced that it's coming to the eShop. It's like, okay, sure, wonderful, great. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's so fast. It is lightning fast. It is brutally difficult. I wouldn't last more than a couple of seconds. I've seen good footage yeah. of it. I, yeah, I don't I, have the I, reflexes. I'm kind of with you. I'll, I mean, I do love Tetris, I must say. And I, I always think of myself as being, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And then I see real players play it and I go, nope, I'm terrible. <laughs> so not for me, but I think it's really cool that we've got it. At Race Ward Studios have announced TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 3 for the Nintendo Switch, published by Nakon. It's a Simcade motorcycle game. It's coming out in, uh, in May 2023. I'll, I'll come to you because you are the petrol head among us. And... Um, 
Is this one that's got you interested? I am a petrol head, but it's not got enough wheels. It needs four. Two wheels. I did is, wonder is that. Just kind of wrong. And they're all, they're, I did watch the announcement trailer. There's really not much been given away. We know pretty much nothing about what is different between this one and the previous ones. But all I took away from it was... <laughs> that's all you can hear playing this game. It, it would drive yeah. me batty. But if you like bikes, and a lot of people do like bikes, and you like the Isle of Man, uh, the TT... This is probably up your street. It, from the teeny tiny snippet we've seen, it looks very polished and very well done. I presume it's gameplay they've used in the trailer. But it's kind of cinematic gameplay, so who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, two wheels is two-thirds of a Reliant Robin, so that's, you know, that's not that bad. It's not that far away from your dream vehicle. Um, Anton, is this one that's got you interested? I am interested in the, the sense that I, I'm curious to see what the product ends up being here. When I saw the announcement here, I was like, how can they make another one of these games? You know, it's the Isle of Man. It's a singular track, basically. A 17-minute long track, but a singular track. So I had a wee loop back, and wow, there's a lot of polish behind the existing Right on the Edge 2 game. Um, They've got like an open world of Ireland in there, a full career mode, a different career paths so you can invest in your own hardware and build it up or you can go as part of teams it seems to be a very very fleshed out game for a singular focus on a singular race i'm very impressed by how much they've invested into this idea and continue to invest in so right on the edge 2 was a good evolution of the original tt isle of man and now i'm fascinated to see how they can elevate a simple premise even further Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I have to say, I think the quality looks good on the previous ones. So, like you said there, Anton, I think there's probably quite a niche audience, but that audience are probably very loyal. So I suspect that this one... It will do all right for the audience that it's aiming for. And um, yeah, I actually don't mind these kind of games, I must admit, but I'm probably not going to rush out and buy it on day one because also because if I buy it, then if I ever play it, that's what Al's going to do in my ears. Actually, that was quite an effective stereo effect in my headphones. If anyone's listening on headphones, <laughs> you did a pretty good job. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very I'm much. just going to start calling you um, Almos instead of Atmos. Right. Okay. <laughs> thanks to... <laughs> Thanks wow. to a leaked Mario Kart 8 Deluxe prototype, we've gained access to an early Nintendo NX logo animation. Anton, I'm going to come to you for this one. Yeah, so we got this logo. It is basically on a kind of light blue background, and then we have NX in the usual Nintendo font with a kind of circle with a little circle inside of it, and it does a little spin around. It's very primitive. It's not got the charm that we've known to love with the Nintendo Switch logo, but it's 
kind of confirmation that at some point Nintendo were playing around with the idea of having the codename NX as the final product name. And this is a routine that Nintendo's done a couple times in the past with consoles such as the DS and, in a looser sense, the Ultra 64 going to the Nintendo 64. So it could have happened, but it's hard to picture. Uh, it seems weird to me, but obviously hindsight has tainted me, Al. Yeah, it's quite funny because the the blue that they've used for the logo is not a million miles away from. Them. It it makes me feel Wii and Wii U. It's kind of got that that kind of blue, and then obviously they took a complete ninety degree direction and went very red with the switch. And it's just funny seeing such a complete polar opposite in terms of the personality that they were trying to portray. It's gone from being very calm, very serene. Is what I took from the the little logo we saw to the switch, which is a very you know. Like, and just clicky and bright and vibrant and sparky and spunky and just just a different beast entirely. Uh, and I just think this is a fascinating insight. But the bit of the story that I actually wanted to dig deeper into and couldn't really find much on was the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe prototype that they found this buried in. I mean, I couldn't find anything on this in my very, very quick Googling around the story. I presume there's more to the story that I'm just failing to, you know, use the internet correctly to locate. Well... I've never needed any logos to make me feel weak, but uh, I can do that for myself quite happily. But it is quite a nice wee story. Um, and uh, Anton, do you know any more about the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe prototype element Yes, I, I believe from, from what I've read, it is basically just less Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, more Mario Kart 8 just running on the Switch. It hasn't quite had all the, the bells and whistles added in yet, but I don't think they've been able to dig out any gems from it outside of this logo animation, yeah. sadly. Well, luckily we're going to continue talking about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because the next Booster Course Pass Wave 3 has been announced by Nintendo. It's going to add Maple Treeway on the Wii, Great course. Rainbow Road on the 3DS. Uh, Boo Lake from the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Berlin Byways from uh, Tour. Rock Rock Mountain from the 3DS. Pete Garden from the DS. London Loop from the Tour. And Merry Mountain from the Tour. Now, I don't know any of the, the Tour ones. I have actually played a bit more Tour recently. I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with which ones they are. Uh, Maple Treeway I always liked on the Wii. And it seems like quite um, a good spread, this one, Al. It is. They're adding to their amazing roster. And actually, out of all of those uh, circuits, all eight of them, the only one that hasn't appeared in Tour so far has been Peach Gardens on the DS. We've had every single other course in Tour, and I suspect they've largely just nicked the models uh, and assets that they put into Tour and created for that and dumped them straight into Mario Kart 8. And I don't have a problem with it, because as we've discussed no. on this, uh, this podcast a couple of times in the past... They work well. They put in a little bit of sort of upscaly technology and make it look a little bit nicer, and they race brilliantly. They're just good courses. They don't need to make them look like Mario Kart 8 courses. They don't need that level of detail and graphical fidelity because you don't care. You're enjoying it. Well, you don't have fun. time to look at it. Yeah, that's it. You're zipping around <laughs> chucking shells. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, that, that's I, my I think... personal opinion. I don't know how you feel about it, Anton. Um, I'm kind of uh, similar, very happy, but on a different way where... I feel like this is the best looking of the booster, uh, booster Pass waves we've had. Whereas those ones have kind of tweaked the art style of Mario Kart 8 to kind of lean towards tour. This one has done the same, but the levels look a lot less sparse than those levels. Um, so although those levels were so brilliant and I, have, I would not get rid of them for the world, 
I think these ones look particularly fuller and incredibly lovely. So I'm excited to sink my teeth into these courses. That does give that fills me with hope as well that they will look even nicer because I, I kind of tend to agree. I don't really it doesn't bother me in any way. You do notice it when you sit and think about it. But to be honest, you don't really you just pick the courses and you go for it and it's fine. But that is good to know as well, Anton, though, because I think it is worth them putting that extra effort in to make them that little bit more fidelity friendly it is interesting we've done a couple of uh, games nights with some of the patrons recently and we've played mario kart i think twice so far and every time people have pretty much picked the new courses you know you do it through to sort of democratic vote when you do online mario kart uh, you you vote for your circuit and then it picks up it puts them all in line and it randomly picks one from what everyone yeah. has selected and just about everyone has been selecting the new courses that and Moo farm because everyone loves yeah Moo meadows or whatever it was yep. yeah and um, no you're you're right i think though a lot of that is because i mean i've i had mario kart 8 on the wii u and i put in hundreds of hours and have done so on the uh on the switch as well so i think it's probably just the fact we are we've got these new courses it's just such a a, a good thing that we have them and i'm really pleased that we're still getting more it's great to have such a long life in this particular mario kart all right, Nintendo are going to be releasing a Nintendo Switch bundle in Japan. It includes Nintendo Switch Sports and a LegCon for uh, 37,980 uh, Japanese yen, which is 226 pounds. So uh, anything on this particular bundle other than the fact you're getting kind of a sporty one, Anton, that we should note? Or is it just a regular old Switch? It is just a regular old Switch. It is not a OLED model. And obviously, with uh, you know different currencies, different regions, it would not be £226 if it came out over here. It's quite interesting to see this here. I wonder how it's going to sell and what kind of audience it's going to appeal to. If it's going to appeal to the standard Nintendo Switch audience or with Nintendo Switch Sports, have they been able to tap into that existing audience that they used to have with the Wii, the kind of more casual audience? It's definitely a bit of a throwback, Al, seeing this kind of you know, sports and console bundle. It's given me true 2006 vibes. Oh, this has got we written all over it. But can I just take a step back and ask, when did we start calling it a leg con? I mean, I know you had like the yeah, leg I, strap I to put the Joy-Con in, but leg con? Where has this come I, from? I, I don't like I it. I must admit, when I read this, um, I did think leg con, and I went, oh yeah, the leg strap. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> don't let this become cool. a thing. Don't let it be a thing, guys. No, don't validate it. Are you, are you yeah, completely work. disregarding such inventions as the toy con and the leg con? Can't believe this. And the ring con? <laughs> And the Comic-Con. Wait a minute, that's a different <laughs> thing, isn't it? Uh, the Weeping-Con. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, you would be if you paid £226 uh, for this, to be honest. Um, but it's different with currencies and things, as you said. And it's kind of nice. I kind of feel that there's not there's there's a marketing strategy in this that I think they can push more of. I know we're getting golf uh, for... Nintendo Switch Sports, and I think that'll be really good, but I think it's the, the the kind of target audience is going to be different. So I wonder if they'll do, Anton, just very quickly, do you remember when they did the red Wii that was the kind of later model, and they kind of tried to simplify everything? Indeed. And and I wonder if they'll do like a simplified, I suppose it's the like, but like a simplified TV version of the Switch, that, or, or even the packaging, or something to make it feel more accessible to 
you know, um, families, for example. Yeah, that would be a, a very interesting move. I think Nintendo, out of all of the, the hardware manufacturers, have had kind of sunset consoles looking even closely at the Wii Mini. Very cut back, didn't even have a slot loading disk drive, didn't have Wi-Fi. You know, the 2DS XL uh, continues to live on. And, you know, they've done that a lot in the past. And... It would be interesting to see what the most primitive form of a Nintendo Switch would be. Maybe it would just be the Nintendo Switch. Who knows? It's called the yeah. light, which was which still irks me because it's not a switch. You can't switch it. Therefore, it's not a switch. It's just a portable thing. Uh, still, that yeah. still bugs me. But it, but it wouldn't be the light because if you're aiming at the target market, I think it is, especially not with Switch Sports. It's it, you're right. It wouldn't be the light. It'd be like the heavy. The I don't know. It'd yeah. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we both went for opposites in different ways, which is quite funny. Uh, next up, Ryu, Kami, and Akuma from Street Fighter are going to be in Fall Guys. Do love a bit of Fall Guys. It seems that Aldo is naturally good at Fall Guys after playing it once and winning, which still irks me. But no, never no, mind. Not, not once, Mike. Three times. In a oh, row. for goodness sake, that is ridiculous. You've I've, got never, some sort of I've not played code. it since. I refuse to pick it up. I cannot beat that winning streak. Three in a row. Right. We'll, we'll have to play a game against each other one time. Um, but yes, this is this is obviously very cool. I don't think we're going to um, linger on this too long, but just a quick word. I do remember, Anton, many years ago on a family holiday, Street Fighter 2 at the arcades uh, in Spain, they had a machine in the bar. And I figured out how to beat everyone with one character. I can't remember who it was now, but I figured out how to do it. Was it just Chung Lee doing her leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick? Because that was always quite No, I think it was one of the the fireball throwing ones, I think. But it was great. Again, slight diversion. We have the Smiths catalogue in our house at the moment because, you know, Christmas time, small people go through them and pick what they want for Christmas. I thought you meant the band. I was like, (laughs) the Smiths toy shop. You can buy a Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet from Smiths. Yes, one up, make them. They're 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 fun. I, I I saw one. There was a deal on one today, and I kind of looked at it and went, I can't. Yeah, I, I've had <laughs> similar thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's just not. It's just just silly. But anyway, Anton. Um, obviously, three very well known, especially Ryu, but uh, three very well known Street Fighter characters. It's cool to Absolutely. have. Absolutely, I think the only crime here is the lack of Chun Li. That that would have made it complete. You have yeah. to buy the the one up yeah. arcade machine to do it. Otherwise, oh no, such a, <laughs> such a shame. It is. It is. Uh, in Japan, Nintendo have uh, sold the best-selling console, the Nintendo Switch OLED model, and the worst, the Nintendo DS LL. LL. Uh, last week, Nintendo sold thirty-four Nintendo 2DSs. Thirty-four. Is that a typo? Or is that actually just thirty-four? They did, and it is called the LL in Japan. And uh, for oh, reference, okay. so is this the they sold one hundred and sixty. Okay. Xbox Series S. So, to be honest, a very four Nintendo 2DS LLs is actually quite an impressive number, I think. Is is the LL like the flat 2DS thing that, that is all it's in one that you can't fold? last leg. In some ways, <laughs> very yes, good, very good. It is the new, new Nintendo 2DS XL. They use LL rather than LL. It's basically large, large ah. is the, the rationale. Got you. I have a new Nintendo 3DS. I have the NES limited edition one, and I love it. It's great. But I actually think it would be a very good... As a 2DS, I think it would be fine. So, yeah, interesting, though. 34 of them. That's To be fair, though, it is a few years old now, but still, it just sounds funny. Um, Al, have you bought one? Um, no. 
<laughs> I've never had a uh, DS yet. I still, uh, my last before the Switch, my last portable thing would have been okay. Ex- ignore a couple of Sony's was the Game Boy Color. That's how far back right. I had to go for a portable right. Nintendo. Back in your forties. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this is a game for you though, Al. Just Dance, Just Dance 2023 physical Switch uh, release is Code in a Box. I know how much you love Code in a Box, uh, and you can buy, combine it with your favorite game of all time, Just Dance. And you can get a physical box with just a code in it. Um, there you go. Merry Christmas, Al. I'm so happy. Mike, I could not be happier that you can go out and buy a plastic box with a code in it for a game that they churn out every year um, with the newest and greatest and greatest pop songs. I don't. Have you had a game in, a, a game, a song in Just Dance yet? Have you made that particular milestone? I have in uh, Japan, yeah, and and Korea, yes. There we go. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Mm. I think this is wonderful, Mike, that you can, you can do that. I think it's a... a testament to capitalism and uh yeah i've never heard so much sarcasm Uh, you know what can i say ubisoft are innovators they know all of these annual releases end up in the landfill so they're helping you along they're taking out one step by making them one-time use it's brilliant do you know do you know how they could make this better make people genuinely want to buy code in a box if out of every, make, I don't know. make a song about it. Oh uh, no, that was something else in a box. Here's your code in a box. Uh, if you know the song, you know the song. If you don't, you don't. Um, anyway, no, that wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say if they did it like Willy Wonka and they put like a golden code in every one thousand that unlocked like twenty games, then I think that would be the way to go. I think people would be like, "Oh, I'm going to get the code in a box because you never know my luck." What do you think, Anton? Yeah, I like it. I also like the idea of putting a mystery cartridge in some of them. So there are physical copies yes. out there and then you just drive all the collectors mad so they have to buy like 40 copies yes. to get these oh, rare coveted physical copies. Genius and villainous at the same time, Anton. I tell you. But I'd still like the Willy Wonka one. I think that's kind of fun. But anyway. Make a gold cartridge and they satisfy both of you. Oh, like Zelda. There we go. Perfect. That's it. That's it. Zelda and gold. Okay. On that note, it is time to move on to turbo mode. Ah, yes. So I'm going to fly through some of these uh, updates and uh, news stories, a couple of which we've mentioned already. Uh, And I will uh, then come to each of you and get your thoughts on it. So starting off with Little Gator Game, they've got a release date trailer now it's coming out uh, on the or the release date uh, trailer is the 14th of december uh, it's 16 pounds 75 is is sorry that's the final game i should say sorry that's my bad uh lil gator game is the name right that, that what a great start to turbo mode the pokemon <laughs> company have announced a japanese only slowpoke beanbag chair for 170 pounds which is 28,400 japanese yen the nintendo switch sports golf update which we mentioned earlier will arrive on uh well today and it's going to include a total of 21 holes from the wii sports series i have switch sports i might i'm gonna download that um bandai namco have announced dragon ball z um kakarot season two and the battle on planet kanasa dlc i can tell that my brother will be screaming at me for the pronunciations right now splatoon 3 season uh chill season will add the ability to fold your clothes in your locker which is a step Whoa. further than I do in real life oh, that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> very exciting uh, limited run games will be producing physical copies of Atari Recharge Collection 1 with Asteroids and Breakout and Atari Recharge Collection 2 with Black Widow and Centipede for $34.99 each and a double pack for $69.99 pre-orders this is in dollars I should say pre-orders are live until the 26th of December 
Uh, Sifu Fall title update has added replay editor and new skins and more. Uh, more additions are yet to be announced. That's coming out in December. Minecraft is getting an Avatar Legends DLC that is out on the 6th of December. And Pikachu and Eevee Pokemon were part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Anton, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I think the, the true highlight in there is definitely getting a release date for Little Gator game. It looks very, very charming. If you've not checked out, imagine uh, a short hike with a little gator uh, from the getting published by the people that made ukulele with slightly more uh, modern graphics. Um, and oh, it's fun. just so charming. I, I love it. The, the gator looks so friendly. On other news, so excited to get golf and Nintendo Switch Sports. It's kind of pushing me towards picking it up because golf is iconic. It is top-tier Nintendo Sports action, and it's lovely to see uh, Sifu getting more content. Uh, it's kind of a, a great game, and I think people get very intense into the zen-like state of its combat, so being able to go in there and see every little detail, and I must say, for an indie title, it has quite robust camera operation tools. I was very impressed, and, you know, it's game over for real life. We can fold close in Splatoon. That's going to be uh, teaching children young. It's going to be a useful skill learned in Splatoon, Al. Uh, sure. I mean, it's by far the most exciting announcement this week, the fact you can fold your clothes. But, uh, I mean, other than that, well, if I take my, my excitement level down from being able to fold your clothes in Splatoon 3, I'm going to compose myself here. Um, I'm going to now get myself wound up at the Atari Recharge Collection, which I don't know why it's bugging me. I know why it's bugging you, because they're asking you to pay $70 for um, games from about 40 years ago. Yes, but no. I mean, they are, but it's the Recharge Collection, so they've mashed them together and done interesting things, and I bet you it's a whole lot of fun. It just feels painful paying $70 for a bunch of games that we played 30, 40 years ago. You yeah, shouldn't well, do. I, I, I need to get You did, I didn't. Um, I, what I would say is... Limited run games, generally, this is a collector's thing, right? So these will be bought by people and the value will soar because they'll be sold out. And then as soon as they're sold out, they become um, valuable because they don't generally do a second run. And even if they do, the first run will be the one that, that becomes particularly valuable. Yeah, I think the, the one... The perfect middle ground for this would have been, as I think they've done the same mistake that Capcom does with their like Mega Man 1 and 2 collections and Mega Man X 1 and 2 collections, is it could have made one really good collection. These recharge remixes are great re modern renditions of classic games, but they're £8 a pop. And taking four games that go for £8 a pop and asking 70 is just just a ripoff and to be honest it's not like they made one collection then added on the extra ones this could have made a really good just single collection even if it was a full like 40 50 pound game they shouldn't have been split apart it just seems greedy to try and make two collections out of these and especially when they you know they're having to do it via limited runs so they don't have the volume to really be making multiple games um it just seems like a lot yeah. of greed yeah, that's pretty much the way I feel about it. It's I, I like the fact they exist. I think it's cool. I just it just irks me that they're trying to gouge so much. And I mean, I, people will probably pay it. I have no doubt they will sell plenty of these things. They'll probably sell out. It just it just feels a bit wrong to me. I think also the fact it will sell out as well kind of makes it worse in some ways because I don't. The, we only have ourselves to blame. 
Well, we're probably never going to see a reduction in price on these um, as well. So that I think that's also part of the problem is that they can do it because they know. I think if it wasn't a limited run game release, I don't think they could charge anything like this. That would be yeah, my thoughts much. on it. I have to say, I sort of feel similarly about the £270 beanbag of Slowpoke, which, again, if you if you have the money and you want to go buy it, sure, off you go. But it's a bit of cloth shaped a bit like a Slowpoke full of polyester, presumably polystyrene balls and they're charging 170 quid I, that was slightly irks me just for the same reasons like that that should not cost that much there's no good reason for it costing that much i also want to know who's actually going to buy it i imagine well, there's a very big market that are just yes. ultra fans who will be following there, there will be. to do it <laughs> but what but what slightly bothers me about that one as well just to add to it because it's not often that we agree in on the the negativity of things all but it annoys me because i just think about the kids that see this and go oh i really want that it's perfect for my room and then the parents go okay yeah cool that looks oh that's a lot of money that's a lot of yen and i think that is the bit that gets me because pokemon while still a huge collector's game and a collector's uh, franchise kids still love pokemon and i know for example you your um your son al is a huge pokemon fan can you imagine you imagine, you know, him coming home one day and saying, "Oh, I know what I want. I know what I want for my birthday. It's a, it's a, it's a beanbag chair." And you, you know, your instinct is to go, "Oh, cool. That is, that sounds pretty reasonable." And then you look at it, and it's one hundred and seventy pounds. Exactly. But you could buy the whole suite of them because this isn't the first one they released. They've also released uh, Gengar, Rowlet, and Snorlax, and Ditto. So there's a whole range of Great. these you can fill your living room with if you have a lot of money and you really, really, really <laughs> like Pokemon. And Thousand just, pounds on beanbags. Exactly. And the last thing I just want to say is, <laughs> totally agree with Anton. Little Gator looks amazing. It looks so cute. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, you've covered most of the things. I think it's great we're getting the um, golf in the Wii Sports series. I know they're taking all the best courses from previous iterations, which is which is cool. Um, and yeah, I think you've covered everything else that I was going to mention. Really, Little Gator does look good, I must admit. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing how that one does. And good for Splatoon 3 to be able to fold your clothes. It's what we've been asking for. And finally, they've listened. Uh, it is time for this week's rumours. No, I'm not so according to uh, Cineopolis, um, or uh, Cineopolis, yeah, we'll go with that, uh, theatre chain, uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie clocks in at 85 minutes. Mm, okay, interesting, because I think a lot of people look at this and go, are you kidding? That's nothing. 85 minutes? An hour and 25 minutes? That's ridiculous. I have the opposite thought. Quite often at the cinema, for example, the last Batman film, loved it, great film, very very long it's quite nice in the same way that when you get a video game that has a finite you know five hour kind of runtime instead of 150 it's quite nice because it feels achievable you can slot it in at a time that's a little bit you know a little bit more handy you're not gonna be there forever you're not gonna be there all night i kind of like it and also if if it is aimed at younger i don't know what the age is going to be on it i'm assuming though it'll be at most a 12 i can't imagine it being much more than that it's mario then in fact, it's not going to be that. It's, it's going to be, be a, a U, PG. isn't it? It may be a PG. You don't hope so. It's a good job. Yeah, I think PG. I think it'll be a PG. But but anyway, the point being, it makes sense because that's quite clever because I know that kids, no matter how um, close they get to being teenagers and then adults, they still have an attention span of a goldfish. So I think this is a really, really clever 
decision to make, Al. Yeah, it's the sweet spot. I mean, the, the perfect movie length is about an hour and a half. This is about an hour and a half, particularly for sort of a family-friendly movie. If you're making something like a Scorsese movie, yeah, it's going to be two and a half, three plus hours. But for a family-friendly movie, you want it to be an hour and a half. This is spot on. The Sonic movie, for comparison, was 139 minutes. And as much as I enjoyed it, I felt it was maybe a little bit too long. Just for the kind of movie it was, it felt like it should have been shorter. So I think this is probably absolutely exactly where it needs to be. And uh, I can't wait to sit there for 85 minutes and watch all the Mario goodness uh, next year. Yeah, uh, I'm with the, the both of you. I have seen people online being like, this is a bit of a short runtime which I think we've been spoiled in some ways by all of these blockbusters we've had, especially the Marvels and the Star Wars of the worlds, where they are two to three hours consistently. However, one hour 30 is the average for animated films. I believe all the Despicable Me movies sat around 90 minutes, so it's a teensy bit shorter than them, but this is definitely in the sweet spot. And being that Nintendo's had a hand in it, we do know it'll be quality over quantity with this one, so... I'm just hoping it holds attention, and if it's 10 minutes, if it's 10 hours, as long as it's holding people's attention, that's all that matters. Yeah, no, it feels about right. I think the Simpsons movie was about an hour and a half as well, now that I'm thinking back to the last time we've had that kind of scale of, um, which, by the way, 15 years ago the Simpsons movie no, came out. Can you believe don't that? Don't say that. 15 years! <laughs> I feel like it was a new thing. Well, obviously not that new. Right then, uh, that is it for the rumours this week. So we move swiftly on to the quiz. I have so many questions. We do indeed. Quizzy, quizzy time. I'd love a good quiz. Uh, what are we at? Anton is at 11 points. Mike is at 9. Still very, very close. We've got, what, I'm going to say three, maybe four episodes this week, this uh, this year left. I've not actually looked to see how many we're due to record between now and the end Suddenly, of the year. Suddenly, Mike says we have to do four more episodes before the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> You're only two behind, Mike. You, you can do yeah. this. I believe yeah. in you. Thank you. Are you ready? Indeed. Yep, totally ready. Okay, gentlemen. The first game we're going to talk about this week is a 1993 puzzle game. Columns. No. Um... Puzzle Bobble. No. It was originally released on the Amiga. Um, bust a move. The Amiga. It's not Bust a move, no. Good shout there. Oh, thank but you. No. Classic. Um, bubble Bobble. No, I think that's what Anton said last time, was it not? <laughs> I'm just going to say Bust a Move the next time. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to be right, his, his echo. This game was ported to DOS, the Mega Drive, the SNES, the Game Boy, the Acorn Archimedes, the Atari ST, and the FM Towns. Marble Madness. No. Um, is it? Uh, no, that was on Atari. Uh, I'll throw it out there, clacks, for the moment. Nope. Uh, there were also ports completed for the Game Gear and the Master System, but they were never released. Hmm. Puzzle game, you say? Game Gear in the Masters. Puzzle game. On the computer. Um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> no, sadly. Um, let's go for uh, the Bouncing Ball puzzle game. That is not the Bouncing Ball classic. puzzle game. However, <laughs> this one is a sequel. It did not really break the mold of its predecessor. Oh, sequel. Very, okay. very similar. Uh, is it. Um, Tetris 2. No. Is it Lemmings 2? It is. Uh, oh. 
well Lemmings done, 2. Well done. Yeah, I was, the next two quiz, it, uh, clues were literally going to be, this one was slightly more console friendly than the first one. Uh, and then the uh, the second, the last clue was going to be that it was developed by the company that now makes GTA and Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Because it was DMA right. design. Shout out to Dundee. So it, interestingly, the Lemmings, I did, the first time I played Lemmings was on the Amiga. Interestingly, um, that was the way. What well, my cousin had an Amiga five hundred. Was it twelve? No, it was a five hundred. And Lemmings was the first. That was the first time I ever played it. Yeah, can you remember its subtitle? Either of you? Lemmings two. Yeah, Lemmings two had a subtitle. Uh, Lemmings to Edge of the Earth. Um, March of the the Boys. It was the tribes. Ah. Uh, mm. Well, I don't think Anton actually got that title because you're always about, you know, title. I know. I was only after us. I thought, oh, I should have been more pedantic and more of a a, a beep hat. But you were pedantic when it was my week. I know. I was. But to be fair, I was pedantic up front before. Whereas this time I wasn't. To be fair, fair, um, (laughs) it was actually a very good guess, especially considering your last game uh, guess was Bouncing Ball Game. So well (laughs) done. Only up from Bouncing Ball Game. Yeah, well, let's move on to the second game then uh, I will take either the American name or the European name for this it had mm. different names in the different regions same game uh, okay 1996-1997 action platform game uh, I'm saying that because it was released in different areas at different times okay um, 96, 97, you say, action mm-hmm. platform. So it's described on uh, Wikipedia as an action platform. I'm not entirely right. sure I would not describe it that way because there's a bit more to it than that. But sure, I'm going to go with their, their description. Fear effect. No. Uh, let's go for uh, Tomb Raider for the moment. Nope. Uh, it was released on the SNES and only the SNES. Only the SNES, 96, 97. Yep. Uh, Donkey Kong 3. No. When I say it released only on SNES, I mean at the time. What was it? Right. Star Fox slash Lilac Wars? No, it was not. But a good guess. Uh, an enhanced remake of it appeared on the DS in 2008-2009. Wipeout? Nope. Mm. That was on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just um, wanted to join in with the... Yoshi's Story? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, this game was then later released on the Wii and the Wii U's virtual consoles. Hmm. Action platformer is the bit that's getting me. Um, Personally, I wouldn't bother oh. putting the word action in there, but mm-hmm. that's how it's described. E by Gum. 1996, 97, SNES. Yep. And then released on the DS in 2008, 2009, and then also on the Wii and the Wii U's virtual consoles. Platformer. I mean, I had a DS. I, had a, I, did, have a SNES, I did have a SNES, but later. Um, is it... It must be a, a rough cut, because that's not made the Switch over to the Switch um, yet, from what you're saying. I'm not ah, saying that. So there's information No, he's not saying that. He hasn't said that. Mm. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said that, really. It's just, I don't... I'm, I'm confused as to... A platformer from then for chuck one out there. Uh, Go for it. Just come up with any platformer. Um, Guarantee you'll be wrong. <laughs> Joe and Max. No. Cool spot. No, uh, it's now released on the Nintendo Switch Online. 
<laughs> you were going to say that. And I can't remember all the games that were released in there. Um, to be fair, it actually came out on the Nintendo Switch Online in 2019, to give you a little bit of context. Is it Kirby, Super Kirby World, or whatever it is, Super Kirby's Kirby? Kirby's. Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh, come on, if you're going to give him the last one, I've just managed to get the right franchise. Uh, Kirby Dreamland. It's not Kirby Dreamland. Oh, come on. I don't remember which Kirby it is. Now he's going to know. I, I, I'm not too sure. Uh, to be honest, I think you could have the point there. Uh, but Kirby's Avalanche? Nope. I'm going to keep Cur- going. If neither of you actually get the title, I'm going to give Mike the point. If one of you actually gets the title... Whoever mm. does it gets the point because you got Still very close. feels very unfair. You got okay, very very um, close to it. Uh, it's an anthology collection featuring eight games. Um, Kirby. Okay, uh, the Kirby collection. Uh, no. Kirby's um, Pink Dale. Nope. <laughs> it, um, it also features on the SNES Mini, or if you want to give its proper title, the Super NES Classic Edition. Yeah, I wish I have. Um, I mean, you've you've said, Mike. You said super super Kirby. You, 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 again, you're very very close. You're very. Close. I think you said all the right words, just not in the right order. Super. I'm going to give you the point. Land. It's called Kirby Superstar. Kirby uh, Superstar. I mean, or if you're in Europe, it was called uh, Kirby's Fun Pack. Sure. <laughs> <Just> sure. <laughs> yeah. I, the only reason I thought Kirby was when you said ninety six, ninety seven SNES. I thought. It's got to be. It's got to be a character that's that that that, that was kind of an early version of, uh, or you know, because it, it, there's no way they would release a SNES game that late in its cycle unless it was, you know, like they had Mario. There was a Donkey Kong game. I think Donkey Kong Three was around about that time as well. That's why I said it. Um, so that's the only thing I, I could think. But would you stop um, burping? I mean, we had this problem with you in the last episode. Stop it! <laughs> I'm not burping. I'm I'm just very emotional. I'm drinking a can of coke, so <laughs> just emotional. Just leave me alone. <laughs> All right. All the, it's come right, down come to then. the last round. It's yeah, I love it when this happens. It's come down to the last round. Mike, you were going first this week. Right. What year did Among Us come out? Oh my goodness! I want the first release. Doesn't matter what platform I'm talking about. I want the first release of Among Us. When did it come out? Oh, see, this could be any time because the problem is that it's not a game that's like, yes, it's popular now, but it's. I think it's, and I think it was. Oh, I love it. this one. I thought you this would be a good game. I mean, Anton yeah, probably knows because he's Anton. Oh no, maybe he's not. It's, probably oh, no. does. Oh, he gave that a smirk. I think he knows. Mike, you're gonna have to get this right, buddy. You need to get this I right. I think he does. I think he does know. I've got because an I think it's a while ago. Guess. I'm gonna say 2018. I'm gonna go 2019 because I believe it was out for a year by the time we were in the pandemic. Ah, one of you is spot on. And it's Mike. Ooh, oh, GG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well bizarre. done, Mike. It's, it's, you've, you've, you're clawing your way back. You're 10 to Anton's 11. To be honest, though, Among Us, I knew it had been out for a while because it took ages. I think it was because it was streamed so much and people were playing it on Twitch and, and then everyone was at home watching people play it on Twitch. As far as I remember, Anton, that's how it got its yeah, big break. Yeah, it'd been out for a good while. Well, it had been. Um Two years. Yeah, 15th of June, <laughs> 2018, it was released. Yeah, wow. 
There we go. Oh, that was a good. That was a good one. Gigi. To pick. I, I had a funny feeling that that would be. I knew you'd both be able to work out. It was roughly where it was, but it's a difficult see, one to pin down. The the problem with it is, it's one of those games. It could have been a redone version of a game released in 2010. You know, it could. Have, it's one of those you just couldn't like unless you know. But I did remember they'd said something about it coming out and being out for a good while before it became really popular, but not 10 years. So that's I was originally going to go really, really old. And then I thought, nah, 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 I don't think that was the case. So a bit of luck, though, because really it could have been 2019. Well, do you know why that was in my <laughs> so, head? I'll tell you, talk about this in the last call when we do the last call. But we're talking about this in the car on the way home because my son mm-hmm. plays Among Us in the playground with his class. But without a wow. computer in sight, they have figured out a way of playing Among Us in a playground. It's amazing. Well, clever kids. Bef- before before we do finish, I'm just back from a big songwriting camp week. And um, one of the games that we played three nights in a row was a game called Mafia. Have you ever played Mafia? Well, As in like Mafia 1, Mafia 2, Mafia 3? No, 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 no. Not, not a video game. Not a video <laughs> game. Uh, it, basically, not that one. No, no, no. This is a no. Uh, this is just people and paper and uh in a big room and if you if you've played the game werewolf before which i know you have Mm -hmm. al yeah it's basically a big version of that with about up to 15 people and it was so funny so funny remind me to tell you about it because it's a lot of fun and you have different people doing roles like a doctor and you've got someone who's the um the detective and then you've got people who are the mafia and you have to figure out who's who but you need someone to run it and uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we. I think we could have played that all night. It was really good. So that sounds. Weird. We just need to find some. We just need to find some friends. <laughs> so yeah. that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> How many did you I play? Think it? Could, uh, seven and up. But I think you could do it online. I think you could, as long as they get everyone with their cameras on. You could definitely do it online. In fact, it'd be probably easier because it's all to do with telling people to wake up at certain times. So it's like it's nighttime. Will the mafia please wake up? And then the mafia wake up. Mafia, close your eyes. Uh, Mafia, you're going to kill one person. It's very good. It's great, great fun. I mean, we could talk about it all night, but it's very much a last call thing, which leads me on nicely to say, if you are a fan of the show and you want to join us for the likes of Last Call and Roundup and the prequel, uh, then the best way to do that is to get subscribed nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. And Al, you had a lovely idea at the start of the show to give away a mug to the 100th person to review us. So uh, be quick, go and leave us a review on um, podcasts on your iPhones, I guess, is probably the best way. If you don't have an iPhone, I'm sure you can still leave us a review somewhere. But um Anton, anything you'd like to add um, to finish Yeah, with? I think if you're, you're interested in engaging with us, we're on all the socials. That is Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at NSUK Podcasts. Um, we've got an exciting review from our one and only Mike, which stay tuned to the YouTube. Uh, it'll be coming very, very shortly. And uh, it's a game we've been looking yeah. forward to for a while. Yeah, it, well, it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Do you know what? We'll talk about it when we talk about it because we can't talk about it yet. Al, anything you'd like to add? Uh, drop us an email podcast at nsukp.co.uk and just in case you missed that noise I was uh, or something along those lines you need to change the year that doesn't sound good Al (laughs) (laughs) right on that note we will see you soon have a lovely week goodbye cheerio au revoir